the fact that they are coming is better than them not coming. Podcast. This is level 171. Just what the doctor ordered. That's right. We are back. We are back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. Do you, you remember me? You miss me? Uh, I over- barely remember you. It's been a couple of months since I've been on. Has it been that long? Jeez. Yeah. We've released so months. many episodes on time since you've been away. I know. It's it's absolutely fabulous. But I'm I'm back. I am back to completely disrupt the workflow, uh, the laminar flow. Um, that has never mind, and uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm Shane O'Hare, and just with the doctor order, the doctor ordered seven cavities filled. So you had afternoon. seven cavities filled. Why do you have so many cavities? Uh, because the last how time, te- how many, like, the, how many the, teeth the, do you have? The last time I saw a dentist, I think President Bush was in office. That is a long time. Why? Why did you wait so long? Um, didn't hurt didn't hurt i mean by the time it hurts it's too late yeah so like i went in for a cleaning they're like hey do you want to get this done and i'm like sure <laughs> do you want to get seven cavities filled right now yeah like sure why not um the uh the the local anesthetic um made me hypoglycemic i threw up and passed out <laughs> sounds like a shame <laughs> thing to do <laughs> <laughs> and then they um um but when i told them they're like have you had braces i'm like no, like your teeth are perfectly spaced. Jenny, Jenny, come over here. Look at his teeth. Like, <laughs> why? What's wrong? He's like, look at him. He's like, he's never had braces. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, they're they're beautiful. I'm like, thank you. Um, now, I can still smell the just, vomit. Now, if you could just stop them from rotting away, you'll be back yeah. in business. You're like, when was the last time have you been into the dentist? And I'm like, I uh, I don't know, 2000, 2004, 2006. They're like, oh, you should have a lot more cavities. I'm like, uh, okay. All right, well, let's fix the ones we have now, and um, <laughs> I'll start working uh, on those next ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and that's Derek Crownevelt right there. Hey there. Yeah. Hey there. Hi there. Remember, there. remember me. Yeah. Um, we usually put stuff in the background, don't we? I haven't I done think this. That we shouldn't worry about that right now. Let's watch Ghostbusters. Uh, so, Derek, what have you been playing the last couple of weeks? Uh, since last week, um, yeah. pretty much the same stuff as last week so i've put a bunch more time into spider-man and uh a bunch more time though i was intending to put very little time into it it's one of those games where it's you're just i'm like okay i'm just gonna play for half an hour like i'm just gonna wind down before bed after work whatever and then two and a half hours goes by and you're like i need to go to bed right now because it's midnight and i work in six hours or whatever um I'm going to wind so... down with some some high adrenaline web slinging action, just you know, kind of <laughs> ease things off. Well, but, I yeah. mean, it's it's so like it's it's very like it can be quite relaxing. It can't like just swinging around the city, and I feel like in those session, like in those sessions where it's like, oh, I'm just going to play for a little bit. Like I like I'm I think my percentage is at it's like I'm somewhere between fifty and sixty percent complete, and I feel like I've barely done any story missions, but there's almost nothing else left on the map at this point. Mm. Like like the I kind of shouts out why. angry sorry shouts out angry bananas Carlos is in the chat I miss you Carlos. hey Carlos hello um but yeah like I 
usually I don't care whatsoever, and I'm kind of parroting what I said last week, but I don't care about collectibles at all. And the collectibles here are things like, uh, uh, like backpacks that Peter's left around the city, like in high school and they have cool stuff in them. And, and he has a kind of cool voice quips. Um, and there's these research stations that are kind of like little tiny missions. Um, but of course, each of those things that you collect gives you basically a currency that you can spend on upgrading your uh, your suit gadgets or changing your suits themselves, which come with a new power and whatever. And even stuff like I've never opened the photo mode in a game. I keep like pausing, trying to pause it at the perfect moment so I can take like a cool fucking screenshot. And why the I, I don't I don't care. I don't look at them, <laughs> but I want to take them. And that's never happened before. Um it's fabulous. It is. I, I I don't know how many hours I've played it for now, but it's fucking wonderful. And as soon as we are done here, I'm probably going to go and play it some more. And uh, did um did you hear what um about the um the voice recording? Like the little Easter egg they did with the I, voice recording? I did. Yeah. The how it's it's like everything's been recorded twice, and and whether or not like like the voice recording will be different depending on whether or not Peter is exerting himself essentially. Um, and then uh, and it's one of those things where once you read it, you, you ha- like every single time you're like, Oh, like he's exerting himself right now. So he sounds slightly out of breath. Like you just can't, yeah. it's like once you see the arrow in the FedEx logo and that's all you ever see again. Um, oh. <laughs> it's very much, it's very much like that. Uh, did you, did you know that, that, that the arrow exists in the FedEx logo, even in Arabic? Uh, because, uh, but it's going the other direction because it's from right to left. I did not. That's pretty awesome. There you go. There you go. That's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think I th- it's Spider-Man. It's great. It's It's got to be the best Spider-Man game. And I can't stop playing it. And it's so cool. And it's so pretty. And the screenshots are super cool. And the story seems super cool. It really got me. And one of the things they did in the U S but not Canada, but I, from what I've, from what I've read, the, you open up, the, you open up the disc and there's like a month, uh, or not open up the disc, open up the package, open up the case. There's a month code for a month of Marvel unlimited, um, which oh. I think is so genius because yeah. the, the biggest, like as soon as I started playing this game, I was like, I want to read some Spider-Man and, uh, in Canada did not come with this code. So I just had to pay for Marvel unlimited and I haven't actually used it again yet. Um, but I want to, um, so they're really, uh, yeah, it's, if its job is to sell copies of games to, to sell copies of comic books or digital subscriptions to comic books. Um, well, I fell for it. So Spider-Man's great. As, other than that, uh, I've been talking about it. Actually, no, I don't think I, cause I just downloaded it again this week. Uh, I talked about wanting to play it again after going to the Bethesda event at PAX because they were showing off new cards and new, um, just like the new expansion for the game. But I started playing a little bit of elder scrolls legends again. Um, I was very happy to learn down at PAX that because I I played it when it was in beta and I really, really enjoyed it. I really loved the fact that there's like a story mode and kind of a campaign as well. So you're not just forced to just jump right into multiplayer like you can actually. um, And then the AI versus the AI, it's not just practice matches for no reason. Like there's actually a story that you go through that keeps you invested in playing the single player game. Um, And the single player element's not super long, but it's it's like you're not paying anything for the game at that point. It's totally totally free to free to play there. Um, But I gave that another download. I've been playing it a little bit. It's really hard to remember how to play and how to be good. So I'm I I was trying to find a way to like reset my account so I could start from the beginning again. You are you are you you are never good. (laughs) I mean, probably probably not. 
but uh, it doesn't seem like there's a way to do that, but you can always go back to the beginning missions and kind of learn the mechanics again, which I think I might need to do because I'm just playing like skirmishes and I am losing about 75% of them at this point. But um, when I played previously in beta, the game was only on like PC and iPad specifically, and it is now moved on to phones. So it's now available on iPhone, Android phones as well. The I wondered, because it kind of, it it's a little bit, the playing field's a bit bigger than like in Hearthstone, which works quite well on a phone. Um, it's kind of played across two lanes, and those lanes have different effects and whatever, but um, it's a bigger game, and I wondered how it would work on a smaller screen, but it seems to work quite well. Like, it never feels cramped. Um, the UI has been adjusted uh, in ways that make sense for that smaller display. Um, you can always just, like, like the cards are obviously very small, uh, but you just hold your finger on it, and it will pop up in, an, like, a larger version of that card in an area where your finger is not currently touching, so you can read it very easily and all that sort of thing. Um, they're doing these, like, like, even though, like, it's super smart and <laughs> it's got to be a mobile game thing, but <laughs> they do like the daily rewards where if you just open the game every day, like you'll get like some shards that I don't really know what they do or, Oh, now you've, they, logged- do, that, um, they do that in monster hunter too. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, or it's like now you've logged in five days in a row so you can have a free pack or whatever and then it's like oh maybe I'll just play a game while I'm in here like it's so fucking like I'm just doing exactly what they want me to do uh, <laughs> uh, but it's great it's a lot of fun I even because um, <laughs> I've I hope to get more comfortable with the game again and then start playing potentially like playing playing online get some friends in the game so um at work, I've been like, oh, you like Elder Scrolls? Like, you should try this game out. And one of my coworkers texted me, and they're like, oh, this game's, like, fucking dope. Like, I can't stop <laughs> <Fuck> playing <you. laughs> uh, Yeah, and so that is the main other game I've been playing. Um, I thought that I was going to be playing some Artifact this week because down at PAX, if you played the game, uh, which I did, which I really enjoyed, talked about a bunch, and uh, there's about a 2,500-word article about my time with the game up on geekscape.net. Um but uh, when you played the game at PAX, you got a copy of the game as well. And that also include, includes beta access to the game. So I downloaded Steam on my Mac again, registered <laughs> the code, expecting to be able to download and play the game. Um, but the beta hasn't started yet. And so I was so disappointed because I kept, I've been bringing my, like I'm, I've been bringing my computer to work so I can work on some stuff. And I was, and then one day I like brought the card that had the code with me and I'm like, I'm setting this up at lunchtime. And then <laughs> I couldn't do anything with it. Um, so the beta apparently starts actually in October, um, which will be largely ruled by the Fallout 76 beta. So I don't know how much artifact I'll actually get to, but I'm very excited for it. I kind of feel like I'm playing the Elder Scrolls Legends because I couldn't play Artifact, and it'll probably fall by the wayside once that game actually comes out. Um, but they're both really good. Um, if there's room in your lives for two trading card games, those should be them. Shane, I think you should download Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, it's free not? to play. It's really good. There's a cool story. It's tactical. So there's actually... um. Uh, I haven't really been playing games. I've been setting up projects to work on, and one of them is getting... I've um, got a project for you, actually. What is it? If you could download Elder Scrolls Legends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm putting a note. Elder Elder Scrolls Scrolls Leg, Leg, Legend, Legends. Got it. Got it. Um, so um, it's, been, it's been a while. Oh, I've already made that joke before. Um, yeah. It says I've been on. Uh, since you've been... Oh, we made that joke, too. And... Um, uh, I've been getting into a lot of like more retro computing and like looking at um, like the history of 
you know, different um, uh, com- computers throughout the eras, like the the cool. you know the IBM PC Junior and like all these other iterations, the Tandy, and like how just like history of these like older um, systems. Can I, and can I ask you a totally unrelated question and interrupt you as well? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, have you watched Halt and Catch Fire? No, that's on my list. It's so fucking good. I feel like yeah. if that is the if that is what you're into right now, if that's the stuff you're into, you'd like eat that show up. That's that's what I've and always not get been any into. projects done because you'd be busy watching the show. Well, uh, one of the projects is uh, to watch to watch and Catch Fire. No, one of the projects is set up a a, a very particular media server that I'm going to okay. talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been into like the old retro computers. My dad used to build IBM um, reel-to-reel uh, supercomputers like way back in the day. Wow, that's um, pretty so, cool. So we always had a computer, and I was like, I could I could DOS before I could ride a bike. I could I could run a C prompt before I could ride a bike. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, still can't ride a bike. But uh, well, no. I'm, excuse me, hun. Let's let, excuse me. I, I I'm looking at three motorcycles right now. Okay. Can you actually not ride a bike? I was just kidding. I can ride a motorcycle. What about a bicycle, like with pedals? That's 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 that's, that's a project. Physical. That's a physical. That's no, a I, can, I can ride. I can ride. A, okay. I can ride All a right. bike. Okay. I can ride a bike. Um, so, um, so I've been looking into you know just the history of stuff. But one one video essay that came up, uh, like in a um, um, like suggested video was there's a YouTube channel called the Gaming Historian, and he has like a one like one and a half hour video on the history of Tetris. Um, and I had a real cursory knowledge of like what went on with Tetris um, the history channel um, did like a history of video games and they spent like a couple minutes talking about Tetris, mm-hmm. but this is an hour and a half of Tetris. Oh, an hour and, and a half specifically just about Tetris. And it is one of the most fascinating stories ever about a Soviet computer programmer that made a game and it was a game that l- like left the iron curtain and like there was of arguments and fights over the arcade rights, over the home PC rights, over the home console rights, over well, the portable didn't rights. It, didn't it get like it got like I seem to remember unlicensed companies like Tengen and stuff just kept like they would release it even though it wasn't their game, and then it, like it also wasn't a certified like Nintendo they, seal of approval game for the NES and stuff like that. Is that correct? They go all in into um, how Tengen, which is um, Atari's Japanese um, company. How they got the the rights for it? They were sold the rights, and they bought the rights. But the person who sold it to them didn't have the rights. Oh shit! So so like Sega got like the arcade rights. They didn't. The person who sold it to them. It's this really super fascinating story, um, and it's on the gaming historian. He's got a, a a bunch of really good videos. But that one, like I I knew a good deal about it. But that mm-hmm. really like got me. Like it was a such a fascinating video. Um, and uh, one of the uh, one of the, there was a, a a person who was like a a brief like secondary character in this story. Uh, he was a, a friend of the the gentleman um, uh, Alexi who created Tetris. He worked over in this uh, psychology department and used it to um, run experiments on addiction uh, because this game was so addicting to people. And um, he only appeared in the story for like ten minutes. And at the end, at the end, they have like these cards, like where are they now? And it's like, oh, Alexi's friend who worked in the psychology department, like he moved to America in 1993 (laughs) with his family and his um his uh, two sons. Two years later, he killed his wife and sons, and then killed himself. It's like what? Jesus. (laughs) 
like that came out of fucking nowhere. There was like like no buildup, no preparation, and they just kind of like let it go. Um, so I've I've been uh, that's a really cool thing that um, I've been getting into is like old retro computing and like really weird random um, um, uh, computers and stuff that you don't uh-huh. think would exist. Like uh, Bandai um, had the uh, Japanese release for the Intellivision, so the, there's a difference between the Mattel Intellivision and the Bandai Intellivision. Just okay. You know, real fascinating stuff. But um, Elder Scrolls, I had, um, I've never played Morrowind. Uh-huh. It, it always like creeped me out. And um, it, I don't know. It, just it didn't creeps up, you. Like, Why did it creep you out? Like, everything's green. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got this fucking video about this character from Morrowind called Dagoth Ur that shows up on my YouTube. And, for, and he's got the most stellar voice actor on the planet. And for some reason, I'm just so enthralled in this guy. And <laughs> so I, I call my friend uh, Dylan, who is like, he, he played Morrowind like 50,000 times front to back. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't remember Dagoth Ur. So I snagged a copy of Morrowind. I'm snagging like HD mods and like upgrade packs. And I'm slowly building like the ultimate Morrowind experience. And I'm going to play it. Because uh-huh. this uh, individual, this immortal known as Dagoth Ur, um, Seems uh, pretty cool, and he's also a uh, a boss in um, uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Okay, you, yeah, he is a defeatable person. But uh, uh, the last project that I'm working on is this a very particular media server. Uh, there's a program called Sonar with two R's, and it is a way of scheduling, archiving, and indexing um, uh, television torrents. Mm. And I'm going to set it up. Uh, on a remote server in my house uh, under uh, Ubuntu and get Plex set up. It's a very interesting uh, way of uh, like subscribing to um, like TV shows and stuff. And it's all I, automatic. I used to have, some, I used to do something similar years ago uh, <laughs> when I used to torrent stuff because I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, I think it was just called TV torrents back then and it would build like an RSS feed and then you would just get a torrent program that supported RSS feeds and that would check every hour to see if there was new things and then put them into Plex. It, was, it, worked, it worked really well back then. It must work even better now. Yeah, the, but this one, um, like it'll get um, synopsis and like mm-hmm. it's it's a very like, pretty like Apple TV like interface. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I had an old computer that was sitting here that I was going to turn into the server and um, like I couldn't get the I couldn't get the fucker to boot, and all these um, all these videos of repairing um, retro computers. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get a multimeter and I'm gonna go through this this motherboard and oh, see what geez. the problem was. And I found this little little tiny. Oh, oh, oh. oh you're. Oh. Uh, 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 hello? There we go. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have moved. I found this little. Oh, yeah. God damn it! Someone buy me a new mic. Um. This little tiny chip, this little socketed integrated circuit mm-hmm. was like all bajiggered and I pulled it out and it was like bent up and there was like burnt stuff on it and I tried to fix it, but it didn't work. And I did some Googling and I found out that this little chip that I'm holding right here, because you guys can see this, is actually the BIOS for the motherboard. Oh, it's a, yeah. It's a socketed BIOS, which is kind of odd for something nowadays. So there is, um, so instead of buying a $100 motherboard, I have a $13 BIOS on its way from DigiKey, and we'll see mm. if we can resurrect this uh, resurrect this machine. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm trying to find my dad's old 386 that's somewhere 
in uh, the the banger hanger, but that's another project. That was my first computer. Was a three eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, yeah, and there's. Uh, I had Windows ninety five and the Game of Life, and that's all I really had. Oh, I played Diablo on that as well. The first Diablo. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody from Arizona is calling me. I'm not going to answer that. Um, there's also you don't want to answer it live on Geekscape Games. It's probably like we saw you on Yelp. Do you want to buy more Yelp? Mm. I don't. I don't want to buy any Yelp. Um, there's um in the Sega Saturn um, collectible. This is just a real quick brief news story. There's a new um, um, disk drive replacement that will take SD cards. There's there's two mm. there's two other um, main ones. They're made by this one guy. And he's kind of shitty and he doesn't want to like mass produce. He makes them by hand and he's just kind of a shitty person. And they go for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. But there's a third competitor that's entering the market and basically just you just take out the the ribbon cable for the disk drive and put this in and it just takes SD cards. So. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so you so you could just load the ROMs onto an SD card and it would play yeah, natively. Yeah, because that's that's like the big thing with um, Saturns is that the uh, disk drives failing and getting replacement parts are really really hard. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it for. Uh, and I've been playing Overwatch. There's just a lot of Overwatch stuff going on, um, but nothing too stellar, um, nothing too crazy to, to talk <laughs> about. But we had Nintendo fed directly into our veins and our eyes the other day and it was so and it was a huge one it was so yeah, big yeah it was it was so big and to <clears> quote <throat> jonathan london um sony and xbox just got butt fucked <laughs> so why don't you why don't you uh, start us off with the, the first on the list from the uh we'll just go we'll just, we'll just pound it out just pound, real quick we'll just pound just right into it so destructoid.com handily put together a, a quick bullet pointed list of all of the big news destructoid um, uh, a subsidiary subsidiary of geekscape.net oh uh nintendo uh so luigi's mansion 3 is coming out on nintendo switch i didn't, I didn't realize there was, a, there was a second one yeah it was for 3ds or just ds 3ds it was 3ds um yeah it was just a few seconds working title luigi's mansion 3 literally no other information aside from next year um is Luigi's Mansion a big enough series for a dedicate like a new game today? Um, it um, it was one of the first games to hit the GameCube. No, 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 and the 3DS, pl- the, I think. No, platinum, like platinum sales. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm hyped. That I, I love. I've Luigi's never Mansion. played a Luigi's Mansion game. Dude, they are so fun. I think I even bought it for 3DS. It might even be around my house, but it never got unwrapped. Yeah, the um, it was such a unique like I, the, Christmas for the GameCube was just so different, um, and that was such like a uh, it was such a hurdle over the sixty four. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Luigi's Mansion was dope. I'll have to check it out. I wonder. No, they won't. I was. <laughs> will they give us a way to play the first one if we haven't? But they probably won't. No, mm, they can't. Yeah, go buy a GameCube. Uh, I have it. Actually, there's a GameCube upstairs. I wonder how much a copy of it is. Let's but also, check. we need new controllers because our the analog sticks are well. Terrible. Well, funnily enough, there's going to be a GameCube adapter for the Switch with new uh, GameCube controllers coming but out. But can I use those GameCube controllers on a real GameCube? Yeah, that's why you need the GameCube adapter. Do they have they're... a Smash Brothers logo on it? Yeah. Then I don't want it. What? I don't want it. That's weird. 
I but I would just want like I just want a purple GameCube controller that looks like it's from two thousand one. Yeah, just was, buy it then. Luigi's but with man. good analog sticks. Maybe I should just take up. I should just replace the analog sticks and the controllers I already have. Luigi's Mansion sealed. Four hundred. Well, I don't need it sealed. Four, I'm never going to be able to play it if it's four hundred and fifty-six Canadian <laughs> pesos. Um, Canadian it's pesos. Looking, it's looking like a, the Player's Choice Edition pre-owned is about sixty-two Canadian pesos. Jesus, that's still a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyways, moving on. Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is coming to 3DS. It's a re-release of 2011's Kirby's Epic Yarn with some new content. Interesting move to 3DS and not to Switch because that that game seems made for Switch. Actually, but you need like a pen, don't yeah. you? Like I remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like your finger just wouldn't cut it. I don't think. Yeah. I guess okay. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I am going to skip a bunch of this because a bunch of this is boring. Uh, but new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, that's a cool announcement. Yeah, it's going to have um, all like the DLC and the Luigi mode. Uh, yes. Um, there's also a uh, an update coming this next week. Actually, I guess that's this week now to Mario Tennis Aces, which I've only played a little bit of, but I've had a blast with. Um, it's a pretty big update. So they're adding a new co-op challenge mode, uh, which will let multiple players take missions on um, to earn like outfits and stuff like that. They're also adding a bunch of new characters, including Birdo, Shy Guy, Koopa, Paratroopa, and PD Piranha. So you'll be playable. The, all of those characters will be playable in the new update. That game is a blast. And I, I've only played two players so far, but I can just imagine like four players on one console would just be unbelievably cool. Yeah. Um, it's It's way more fun than I expected. Um, and the single player mode is awesome, which I'm glad that they added it all because um, a lot of sports games don't have anything like that. Um, new Splatoon version 4.0 is coming. Um, Josh, I wish Josh was here to tell you all about that. Yeah, he's not. So we'll move on. They're they're uh, actually they're <laughs> they're actually starting to team up with um, uh, fashion designers to create new uh, gear. And, oh uh, no way! That's cool. Tense, I believe Tensa is the first one. It's uh, like black, white, and red is like the motif from that uh, particular designer. So the first pack is already out for okay for that. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Which I think I think that's a, a phenomenally smart um, decision. Yeah, um, no, that is really smart because they 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 embrace that whole like you know uh, health goth, the cyberpunk like streetwear vibe, mm-hmm. um, and to like team up with those kind of designers is pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, this was kind of weird and I don't know how I feel about it, but there's uh, like NES Joy-Con style controllers coming out yeah, for like $60, but you can only use them for the NES games that are only a thing if you're a paid member of the Nintendo Online and you can't use it with other games. And they're sixty dollars. Did I mention they're sixty dollars? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking. That is that. It feels very Nintendo. Yeah, that's um. I'm not a yeah, not a huge fan fan of fan with that. Like, uh, why not just like they're literally are like joy Like you, you can even slide them into the console, and it looks so dumb. But that's but, the only way you can charge them. Oh, is that why? Oh my god, that's how you <laughs> charge them. Uh, okay, um, but I just like. Like, why not just let, like, those are just full-on controllers. Like, let me use them with whatever I want to use them with. If that, like, why not? 
It's Nintendo, man. And sixty, like sixty dollars American for uh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, I was excited. I never expected this, but there is a Katamari Damacy <laughs> remake coming out, um, both for Switch and for PC. Um, it's coming out on December seventh for PC, and that was my favorite, like one of my favorite PS2 games. And I think there was a couple of good sequels, and then they kind of fell apart. And uh, oh, it's going to be so much fun. And did you play? Did you uh, play Katamari back in the day? I did not, but I'm I I've always loved the vibe of it. Uh, it's a very easily consumed like let's play game. I like yes. uh, yeah, I like that. But this next yeah. one has got me so so pumped. Um, there's going to be a new uh, Yoshi's World, like the Yoshi's Woolly World kind of uh, vibe. This is called Yoshi's Crafted World. And Yoshi's Woolly World. So one of my favorite Nintendo 64 games is Yoshi's Story, and I have this this vivid this vivid memory of of getting it. And uh, me and my mom like hunted all around Anchorage, went to a bunch of different Fred Meyers, which is Kroger, found found one. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that it's Kroger. Shut I, up. I know what that is. Yeah, shut up. And um, the. We, we found a copy, and the guy was like, oh, I've got these extra, like, Yoshi beanbag characters for pre-orders. Do you want one? And I was, and I was a little kid. I'm like, hell yeah, I do. So, like, I got Yoshi's story, and I got this little beanbag guy. And it was around Easter, and it, the game was just, it, 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 was so, it was so charming. It gave me this weird sense of um, nostalgia as a kid, and the... The, the nostalgia is the best way I can describe it. Have you ever watched a movie and at the end be like, man, I'm sad this movie's over because like I liked existing in this world um, and you had this like when the credits were rolling, you had this like nostalgia feeling for like the first half of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I had that a lot with like a couple of like um, like the, like one of the first a- couple of animes I ever saw. Like I was like, yeah. whoa, what is this? This is like crazy. Um, so Yoshi Story is one of those like instantly like getting into the game, the music. The vibe, like all the secrets, um, how it controlled, just how like adorable it was. And at the time I was playing it, my sister decided to gut her room and like paint it like herself and then like paint all of her furniture. And like she built herself a bunk bed and like a dresser and painted everything. That sounds safe. Um, well, she was high school. Um, and uh, so all of a sudden she can engineer a bed. Engineer a bed? Engineer? Engineer. I said engineer with an E N. Yeah, in- like you don't need a you don't need a, f- a fucking degree from Caltech to make a goddamn bunk bed. You just throw a bunch of two by fours together and put say there you go, good to go. It just doesn't sound very safe. She threw me off it a few times. What? What? Why? So Yoshi's story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the smell of fresh paint. The moment I ever smell fresh paint, I instantly get the Yoshi Story song in my head. I, I get transported back to sitting there with like all these like pieces of furniture in my room drying, and I'm playing Yoshi Story. And Yoshi's Woolly World kind of like just kind of barely did a little, just a little bit of nostalgia pre cum came out with that, like just barely, barely tickled a little bit of out of there. But when I saw this trailer, ah, uh, dude, I flew back 20 years ago. I was in that bedroom. I could smell the paint. I might have been having a stroke. Smelled some toast too. Um, but this has got me so hyped. This is like nostalgia overload. And re- and just remember like when I got Breath of the Wild 
and walking into the Temple of Time and crying when the music started playing. This is like, I am, this is day one purchase for me. I'm going to play the shit out of this because it, it is, it just reminds me of my, my youth. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So Yoshi's Crafty World looks amazing. Um, <laughs> there's a company called Asmodee, Asmo, Asma, Asmodee, and they're bringing a bunch of uh, classic tabletop games like Catan and Carcassonne and Pandemic, Munchkin, um, bunch of tabletop games to the Switch, which I think is pretty pretty cool and i have i have a bunch of their ports on or not their ports but their digital versions of those games on ipad and they're usually quite well done so yeah. i feel like that's a um i still like i don't know like i how are you going to play them like is it are you is it meant to be played on like a touch the touch screen because i feel like a lot of those games do they they just feel like they would be janky with like it docked and you playing with a controller so um we'll see and then, and then in the other case, like, and then if that's the case where they're meant to be played with touch, that screen's pretty small yeah. in, in comparison to something like an iPad screen. So it'll be interesting to see how they work. But yeah. the fact that they are coming is better than them not coming. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, speaking of classic games. Speaking of coming. Uh, you're back. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a, uh, a bunch of... Final Fantasy games coming to Switch and also to Xbox One, uh, but that includes Final Fantasy Seven, um, Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Twelve, and Final Fantasy Ten slash Ten Two, as well. Of right now, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition HD is available on PS4, on Nintendo Switch, and on Xbox One. And so, Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition HD is a console version of the mobile adaptation of Final Fantasy 15. So, you can now pay <laughs> So Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition, it's a mobile game, so it's pretty inexpensive. Um I think it's free to download and then you can buy the chapters and it doesn't add up to a lot. But now you can choose to pay more money <laughs> to play the, to buy them on a console even though it's about twice the price of just buying Final Fantasy 15 at this point. But it's HD. <laughs> It's a. It, I mean, it. It's. It's like bite sized. It, it'll take much less time. So maybe if you don't have a lot of time to play high, a hundred plus hour fi- Final Fantasy game, um, high you know. definition. Well, yeah, but I mean, fifteen is in like four K and everything on Xbox One. High definition. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm actually cool really those... hyped for Final Fantasy Ten. That's my favorite Final Fantasy game. Well. I feel like that's my favorite Final Fantasy game. That's my favorite mainline Final Fantasy game. What's your favorite sideline Final Fantasy game? Um, We are going to talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Is it Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles? Oh my god! You know that big, long, very drawn-out story about Yoshi's story? You've got another one. I've got another one with Crystal Chronicles. But yeah, Crystal Chronicles was my favorite GameCube game. And uh, I've never been able to get that, just the, the... the mystique of playing in that world. Just for some reason, that particular Final Fantasy universe just felt so, I don't know, it's that that nostalgia feeling. And I I just remembered like just throwing hundreds of hours into that game. So I've been begging, begging, begging Nintendo forever, like, Give us. How have you been begging them? Uh, like, are you been sending letters? Yeah, the, emails. They're they're not responding to my to my friendster friend request anymore. Um, but let us. We could. You could sync the 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 3ds up to the Wii, 
give us Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles HD. No, okay. Hey, you can you can you can do you can do uh, Crystal Chronicles on uh, the Wii U. Let us do that. No, okay. Well, give us a decent Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles on the 3DS because the other two ones were garbage. Oh, you can't. Oh, that's weird. All right, fine. It gets about time, and this is so cool. So hyped for it. So how? I wonder how it'll play out though, because you didn't you you needed the Game Boys to play the GameCube version, right? Ye- like it, you had information there that was not present on the display. Yes, you had your. So how will that work this time? Or they haven't revealed it at this point. They right? have not revealed it. So on, um, you would hook your Game Boy up to the GameCube, use it as your controller. Yeah. There's like a special cable, right? Yeah, the link cable, and um, you would have your. But game- it wasn't like a regular link cable. It was like specifically to go to the GameCube. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, and okay. um, it um, you had your inventory and spells and gear and stuff like that. Um, so. There does seem to be that there's going to be online play, from from what I from what I saw in the trailer. Okay. Um, but I just want to play that story mode again. Like playing it by yourself was was really cool. Mm-hmm. So that that those there's there was three things that got me like fully erect. Um, and I've already told you about two of them. So let's keep uh, let's keep going. <laughs> uh, can I guess the third one? Yeah. Is it? Oh, it's got to be Animal Crossing. No. Oh, it's got to be the new Game Freak game. Uh, no. Uh, I don't know then. Did- is it? So remember when I was just asking about a Luigi's Mansion remake? There is one coming to 3DS. <laughs> um, it's not that. So when I said Nintendo wouldn't do that, they did it. Uh, before I even knew it existed. Uh, it's also going to have a co-op mode, which is cool. Keep guessing. Um, Keep guessing. What is it? City Skylines? No. Downwell? No. Damon X Machina? Damon X Machina! Armored Core (laughs) uh, uh, spiritual successor. Still hyped for that. Three full erections on this. Oh, that game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. And I think we we quickly glossed over it, but... um, the people who created uh, Pokemon Game Freak have a new RPG mm-hmm. that's that takes place in a town and monsters come and attack you. So kind of like uh, like a reverse RPG. So that sounds really cool. The art is adorable. Uh, the art is very very nice. Um, Isabel is coming to Smash Bros. Um, people are freaking out about that. Yeah, the furries are already drawn. Well, I mean, the furries already drew a lot of <laughs> a lot of uh, stuff of her, but like it is it is flooding my feed. Bloody my feed. Uh, and a new Animal Crossing game coming out in, in 2019. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be so fucking awesome. Yeah. But that was that was kind of it for the uh, the direct. That was a lot. That was a lot of stuff. Yeah. That was. And it's, yeah. Yeah. That was that was a lot. That was a uh, uh, information bukkake. One. It was something where like I was like, oh, Smash comes out in like a month or two. Like it's just gonna be all about Smash Brothers, and then they barely talked about Smash Brothers. Like it was. Just everything else and so much stuff and so much surprise stuff um, and those stupid NES controllers um, oh this just just out there's going to be a new Witcher game coming out in, in October 
Yeah, yeah. So it kind of came out of nowhere. So it's called uh, it's called Thronebreaker: The Witcher Tales. And so this is a it's supposed to be about thirty hours long. So it's a smaller game, but it's being uh, basically right from CD Projekt Red. They said Thronebreaker is a single player role playing game set in the world of The Witcher that combines narrative driven exploration with unique puzzles and card battle mechanics. And so essentially, from what I've read, the um, the combat so it's like a full-on rpg but the combat is going to be played through gwent um and so this was originally i think because back like a year ago or so they had announced that they were working on like a single player campaign for gwent Mm -hmm. and i think that ended up getting spun off into this game um the gwent gwent had a lot of issues in the last year and there uh there's an update coming out to gwent shortly called uh homecoming or something like that and it's a revamp of the entire game because they basically noted that they made a lot of mistakes and uh, are trying to fix those and make it a more both a more fun experience for those that want to play competitively but also especially for those that want to play more casually as well um and that is that is launching at a similar time but this throne breaker is completely separate um yeah, there's no like trailer or anything like that at this point. Um, I, I'm interested to see what the gameplay actually ends up looking like. Um, but I, it's it's got a fucking Witcher logo on it, so I will buy the shit out of that. Uh, so coming out October 23rd. So first it'll come for PC, uh, and then Xbox One and PS4 is coming on December 4th. Um, so a couple months later, about a month, just over a month later, I guess on that front. Um, but yeah, it sounds sounds super super cool. Very cool, very cool. Um, Tokyo Game Show is just starting. Sony had their pre-show. Um, they um, they released some footy for a uh, from the studio that made Yakuza. Um, I can't find the freaking name of it. Um, Judge. It's called Judge. It's called Judge. Mm-hmm. And it's like a third-person um, detective story where you're with like uh, beat 'em up um, uh, mechanics. So. Uh, that seems pretty cool, but uh, TGS. Um, T- it starts on Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. oh, here's their Sony lineup. Here's the Sony lineup. Um, Ace Combat Seven, Beat Beat Saber, Tetris Effect. So this is all kind of uh, space. Space Channel Five VR. This is all kind of stuff that we already know. Space Channel Five VR. Yeah, man. Um, did you see that video I sent you this morning of that girl doing like the sci-fi, like? Uh, I didn't watch oh, it. Oh, well, that's that's actually... I saw it. I didn't watch it. That um, That is the... Uh, is Ooh La La from Space uh, Okay, 5. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Kill a kill a game. Just a bunch of, bunch of weeb shit. So, um, <laughs> stuff that pops out should be pretty cool. I expect to see... I expect to see more um, um, Death Stranding stuff. Death Stranding stuff. Um... Yeah, like some like they'll tell us what the fuck it is. It's g- a good game, okay? How do you know it's a good game? Kojima. Is it even a game? Kojima. Is it a movie? It's a visual novel. It's, we for all we know. Yeah, it's 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 a vision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Metal Gear Solid Five was a Kojima game too, and that sh- that was so disappointing. Did you beat it? To me, no. I gave up, and when the when I fucking got dropped in Afghanistan, and I was like, oh, more of this shit, and then I stopped playing. After there was like no cutscenes for ninety five hours, man, that I love that game. That's why you don't play like I play Metal Gear for the crazy stories and the cutscenes. You, and then and there you was didn't like no finish cutscenes. it because the last like act of that game is just so much narrative that's just 
all over the place, and the ending is so, why so cool. They should take some of that narrative and put it in the rest of the game. I don't blame blame Konami. Don't blame Kojima. <laughs> don't be don't be I mean, don't be I, mean I, to our sweet baby boy. <laughs> um, Capcom Vancouver closes. This is surprising. Yes, yes. Rest and rip. So this was a team that yeah. This, so this was a team. They had some layoffs earlier this year. They basically ended like they made dead rising and then all of the dead rising games and basically just became the dead rising studio um but uh the employees that were not laid off found out today that uh 158 of uh, the people employed uh will lose their jobs due to the shutdown um there will be a skeleton crew that will remain until january 2019 uh to finalize closure operations um but that studio has been around since 2005 so it's been around for about 13 years at this point and yeah they made all of the dead rising games they laid off 30 percent of the studio back in february um yeah they did puzzle fighter and dead rising um yeah, that's it's unfortunate for them. Yeah, um, a lot. Apparently, a lot of them. This is via Kotaku article. A lot of them have been moving, jumping ship over to EA, which has a gigantic uh, building in Vancouver. Um, they've been moving over to EA over the past few months. So, yeah, hopefully they can all find some new jobs because Vancouver is expensive. Uh, tell me about it. Uh, I, I, nah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, God, I was looking for a thing and I got lost. So, all right, rest, rest and rip. Um, (laughs) where it is kind of, kind of it, the, like the big, the big stuff. Um, do you know the, uh, about the streamer, Dr. Disrespect? Uh, Dr. Disrespect rings a bell. So he is a pretty big, um, uh, Twitch streamer. He blew up with PUBG, but he's been around for like 20 years. Um, he's he, he has this like uh, uh, he's a very like super action man kind of character. He, he, you know, he's got he's got a, a you know a super action hero voice, and he's got a you know big flowing black hair, and he's loud and like in your face and blah blah blah. Okay. Well, um, in um, last week, his house got dr- got drive by twice. Um, really? Yeah. And he uh, broke character for the first time on stream. And um, like while he was streaming, that's terrifying. So people did drive-bys on his house. Um, what does he have? Like enemies? He's a Twitch streamer. Why do people? Why do people do anything on 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 Twitch for? You know, like uh, swatting or all any of that other crap. For so, do you think he did it on purpose? No, somebody, somebody like. Found out where he lives. Oh, I thought you were saying he was doing it to get attention. No, somebody like came and shot up his house. Yeah, but you, I thought you were saying that he, it was like an inside job. Oh, no, no. I mean, he was inside when it happened. No, but like an inside job, like he planned it because now everyone's talking about it, even if you don't watch Twitch or know who it is. No, somebody okay. shot his house. He was inside the house. Maybe it was like just like a firecracker. Um, he, he says it may be a BB gun, but it was the second time that it happened. But leave, mm. leave. That's pretty crazy. Leave, though. That's leave crazy. streamers alone, guys. Come on. All right. Leave, leave Brittany, leave Brittany alone. alone. Um, and I think that's it for news. Um, did you guys touch on the Battlefield Five delay? No, tell me about it. So there was this. Um, oh, let's uh, let's put it in a nutshell. And the when. 
and you know me, I love, I love incendiary topics. Um, <laughs> so when, um, when Call of Duty World War II came out, there was this backlash of saying like, hey, you know, the, the Nazi army didn't have black women serving in, in their military. Um, the United States Army didn't have black women serving in the military. They didn't, they, we didn't have women on the front lines. Um, and why are you injecting this stuff into the game? And there was the, the, mm. the thesis was, and this is you know, exactly how identity, identity politics go, the moment that you are against something, you're, you know, you, know, you hate women and you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's not go down that. that um, you know, it's, it's about ethics and games journalism. Um, but uh, Activision was able to explain it off saying like, hey, the story mode of, of, of Call of Duty, uh, World War II, you know, it, it has all the stuff in it. Um, there's no cut content and it's historically accurate. The multiplayer, we, be able, we want people to be able to put their avatars into the game. So if you built a mm-hmm. black female, you can fight on the Nazi army. Eh, it's all right. That was cool. So that, that, that explained it off to me. And I, I, felt, I felt that that was a very um, apropos response. So then uh, the Battlefield 5 trailer came out a while ago. And this this is also just like at the, the, the tip of the iceberg of how DICE and EA just fumbled so hard with this this introductory media campaign. The mm-hmm. um, the trailer came out and it was just, it, it was super hokey. It was super hokey. There was um, a British soldier running around with a katana. There was people shooting grenades out of the sky. Um, <laughs> there was a um, a Scottish no, there was a British soldier with like a cricket bat that had like nails in it. Um, there was a um, there was a uh, a Scottish no no the Scottish soldier had the cricket bat with 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 nails in it, and then there was a British soldier that had a um, a fake arm, a prosthesis arm. And it mm-hmm. looked like fucking. It looked like pants on head retarded. Like, it just it did not fit the battlefield um, experience where you know you're going. It's it's more. They're usually more simulation um, heavy. But is, is this for, is this just for the battle royale mode, or is this all, all it, like the whole all game? It, all, all oh, of it. really? Um, and they kind of at least in my eyes, redeem themselves later. And I'll get to that at the end um, when they finally released their uh, their appropriate trailer. But this, tra- this trailer came mm-hmm. out and it was like, what is this shit? Like why there was, n- there'd be, there'd be no way that a British soldier would have a katana and there'd be no way that there'd be somebody with a robot, like claw arm on the front line of anything. Like if you shot your toe off, they sent you back home. I, we, we weren't short of bodies in world war two. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like world war one. So um, the internet was like, this is historically inaccurate. And of course, the response was, oh, you're racist. You hate women. You hate crippled people. And so there was immediately like, like this divide. But this, there was a CMO, chief marketing officer at EA, was, in a, uh, was famously reported saying like, all right, well, this is what our game is. If you don't like it, don't buy it. Right. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, surprise, surprise, um, pre-orders are down 80% uh, from their projected and 89% and they are down 89% behind Call of Duty Blackout. So much so that um, Battlefield 5 has been 
pushed from October into November. And there's rumors that they are going to be pushing out a Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2 HD remake as a pre-order bonus. Oh, to, shit. To sweeten the pot. Um, uh, but after those numbers came out, the individual who, was, who made that statement was let go. <laughs> so he so, t- like he did that as himself like he publicly came out and we're like yeah nobody's pre-ordering this no, or did no, no, they no, just no. find out who no when they had their their earnings call like I EA see. had okay. their, their earnings call and they're like yeah like everything's down 80 percent we're behind call of duty 89 percent yeah and when that came out that guy got fired because he was famously said this is the game now if you don't like it just don't buy it like quit being a piece of shit and Nobody bought mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. and it was, and I think this is the second time in two big blunders with EA. The first one being the Battlefront microtransactions, where people are responding with their dollars, and it, um, the message is heard. So, I don't, like, like, is anybody like, is him saying that actually going to affect anything? Like, or are they just not buying it because they watched the footage and thought it looked stupid and not like Battlefield, and that's why they decided not to um i i don't have an answer to that ea seems to think so because they fired right. him over yeah yeah um and he was very incendiary he he was saying like oh you know he was i can't remember exactly what he said but he said some very offensive statements sure. to like his customers um and if you're gonna you know spit in the face of your market and say like oh you're you're being completely irresponsible and shitty uh, mm-hmm. and they like all right i'm not gonna you know patron your company anymore you know you shot yourself in the foot um and that that continued on a series of like marketing drops where they didn't release any other content or any other let's plays they invited youtube creators to come and play the game but not record Mm -hmm. any of the content so for like just for feedback and stuff well, they were like, yeah, come in and demo it, and then on your YouTube channel, talk about it, but you can't record anything. So yeah. there was this span of months where um, YouTubers were saying like, yeah, I checked this out. This is like this. Um, there's going to be a, a um, an entrenchment mechanic where you can build walls and, and sandbags and stuff like that, but you know, everyone was describing it very poorly. And so because of all of this, I was like, man, I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not interested in it. Um, this mm-hmm. isn't like if the the company is going to be, you know, uh, you know, way too abrasive with it. If it's going to be this goddamn cartoon cavalcade of you know one armed snipers uh, jumping through walls with samurai swords, like I'm, I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not down. But a couple of weeks ago, they released like a six minute, like fully interactive trailer. Yeah, full redemption. They fully have redeemed themselves. Um, they, the, the new content seems, um, there's probably going to be some hokey stuff. And a- another, another complaint was like, um, well, you know, Battlefield can't be realistic because in Battlefield 2, you could jump out of a plane, shoot a rocket launcher, and then jump back in. Like, how is that realistic? And my personal counterpoint to that is you can be authentic and, and true to your setting and your theme. But if your game engine, if if the exploitation of the game engine allows for some crazy stuff, that's right. you know that's that's just you know, you know that's how good that's how that's how rocket jumping got created when when people in Quake realized oh I can shoot the floor and you know 
use that uh, splash mm-hmm. damage as um, you know leverage. So that was that was my response to that. But um, like the new the new trailer came out, it looks super dope. Um, the entrenchment um, mechanic is really cool. You can build trenches, sandbags. You can have um, pillboxes, m- machine gun nests. Um, there's going to be five story modes, um, and they're all going to center around s- s- stuff that we haven't really like seen before. So um, yep. there's going to be some uh, some of the, um, uh, the Dutch Dutch resistance soldiers. There's going to be one. Um, the last one's got me really intrigued. It's called the the, the last uh, Panzer, and it's it sounds like you're going to be playing like heavy like German like tank um, narratives. So they you know there were you know there was definitely soldiers um, you know female soldiers in the the Russian front and the Dutch front. Not necessarily in like the British front, so they were they were piecing all the bits and pieces, and, and their original trailer just was really like um, disingenuous. But they've mm-hmm. got um, uh, the thing that's really got me going is that they have this um, basically like this grand scale battle that's coming, where you can jump in at any time and fight this battle that's going to be raging twenty four seven across the entire uh, playable map for. Um, for battlefield and it's going to like go for like a month and there's going to be different chapters and events and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, battlefield five is completely redeemed itself in my eyes. So are you planning to pick it up then? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Are you, have you given them your pre-order? No, absolutely not. What if uh, battlefield bad company Two remake becomes a pre-order bonus? <laughs> that's, that's going to be something I'm going to, we're, we're going to have to get to that, that, that bridge when, when when we get there um i still need to get a new video card um i mm. still need, and i'm still looking for a new job so um i mean you could get it for your ps4 oh hun, no i can't do that not to my ba- not 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 to my beautiful battlefield i can't play mm. battlefield on the console why not that's just sacrilege <laughs> what uh what kind of graphics card you got right now how old is it um it is a 2014 so it's a few it's a fx so it's like the same age as the ps4 um, it's actually it is. I think it's the same video card that's in the PlayStation Four. <laughs> um, but it's an AMD FX fifty eight seventy. But I have the the twin. But I want to get one of the new RX five eighties. Mm. Oh no, I don't have the fifty eight seventy. God, that's from like two thousand nine. I have um R nine two ninety X two. So, anyway, sounds fast. Yeah. Well, it was. The more letters and numbers it has, the faster it is, right? RTX ray tracing. Oh, did you see The Verge? Did you see their video? No. So The Verge put out a video of like how to build a custom gaming PC. Oh, really? And it was... Uh, it Was, was on it the, Nile Patel? Uh, no. He doesn't work for The Verge anymore, does he? Or is he still there? I don't know. He's, he's polishing his bracelet collection. Um, <laughs> it was like full of like so much misinformation and it was so badly done um the internet tore it apart and it got taken down in like 12 hours no way it was so bad it was absolutely like he was putting like dual channel memory um in opposite channels on the motherboard he was he installed the the power supply in upside down so it was sucking in hot air as opposed to cold air he was saying like careful you don't want you want to make sure that the power supply touches the rubber grommets on the, on the case, otherwise it might short out and blow up the system. It's like no, those rubber gommets are vibration like shock absorbers, and 
He didn't like put all the screws in on the on the heatsink. He didn't install the fans on the radiators. Like it was. Oh he, man! He kept calling zip ties tweezers. What? <laughs> he was like, "See, get yourself. You really want to get some tweezers so you can keep the cables tidy." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" That's it, ridiculous. Yeah, it was for for being a digital tech magazine. They really shit the bed on that one. Yeah, like hard, hard. That's crazy. Like the verge is hit or miss for me, um, but this was a total, total duff, total duff, major miss. So, <laughs> so don't watch that video if I want to learn how to build a gaming. It PC. doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, nothing. Everything you can't delete any. You can't delete things off the internet. I delete you off the internet. Oh, sounds like it sounds like I've got a bad moral compass. Sounds like you do. Uh, speaking of moral compasses, this week's mission objective is: How has your moral compass in games changed over the years? Why don't you start? Um, I used to um, when I was like a little kid, and I first started like consuming like a, like a little bit older fiction and narratives i always sided with like the bad guy i always loved okay i always loved the villain like you just kill it like kill everyone yeah like when like when i when i when i first saw vegeta in dragon ball z i'm like yeah fuck goku Goku, (laughs) that's me yeah vegeta i love it um always loved the bad guy and um and that's true to an extent now but i used to always go like like full renegade uh full sith um, one of my, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite things ever was I was, uh, playing, uh, uh Mass Effect 1 and I was going to full Renegade. I, I had some Paragon stuff I, and this goes into it. Like, as I got older, I realized like, how would I be in this situation? Like, oh, I would really want to save these people and be like, you know, lick, instead of like lick my boot. Um, I, uh, I blew up, um, I blew up Nuketown. And Fallout Three, yeah. So I did that, um, just because I didn't, I didn't trust anybody there. Um, but I, I say that uh, you know, depending, growing up, I went from from more like you know, kill all the, kill all the innocents and, and rule the world to situational. Sometimes you know, oh, we want to save these guys. Um, there was a, the brief moment I played The Witcher Three. There was one side quest where you had to go find. I think, uh, I think it was like a this dude's dead wife that was in the bottom of a well, <laughs> like, and you had to like quell her ghost, and you could kill her, or you could like put the ghost to rest and like get the ring mm-hmm. and the, the note. And so, like, I I took kind of the more like, you know, um, you know, upper end um, adventure, but um, or or, yeah. or or choice. So I, I say I say over the years, it's definitely have shifted from more like black and white too there's there's a definite gray area which i think is a great analog for growing up as a um a young boy in the uh the western united states you know i used to be uh very uh black and white and now i'm very gray um much like my mood and my depression um but um one of my favorite things ever and it was i was playing mass effect one and i just got back from doing some renegade shit uh were they called renegade or was it called paragon Mass Effect. I feel like Paragon rings a bell, but I only played the latest Mass Effect and not that much. Gotcha. So I was doing some of the bad shit, and I came back, mm-hmm. 
And this a news reporter comes running up to me and she's like, Shepard, Shepard, what do you what do you say about the stuff that you did on, you know, Delta Five? And she was being like super crazy. And um and she was you know, I was doing like, you know, milk toast middle of the road, like answering her questions, but she said one and it gave me a paragon response that was like uh that was uh end the interview. And I'm like, all right, let's just end the interview. And <laughs> Shepard's like, I've I'm sick and tired of your disingenuous accusations. And he reels back and punches her right in the face. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, Shepard, he went from zero to 100 in a second. (laughs) And and apparently she comes back in all of the Mass Effects and you can just bust her lip open in all of them. Every time. Every time. And I only only played the first one. I was like, whoa, maybe this Paragon is taking, maybe, you know, going rogue is a little bit, uh, I need to like dial it back a little bit, but that also that, that's a little bit that's a little bit on, on Bioware for being a little bit vague with like end the interview. Oh, I'm just gonna smash her face in. I feel like the latest uh, Fallout, not to that level, I don't think, but Fallout Four was very much like that, where it's like the choice is like one word, and you're like, okay, this will happen, and then like it just blows completely out of like I did not expect that, and now there's a giant war going on just based on my one answer <laughs> that didn't say like it's it's pretty funny when that happens because it can be so different than what you're expecting just based on the little like preview of what the answer may be type thing yeah but how about how about you uh it's an interesting one like honestly i feel like it hasn't really changed and i feel like i wish that i like so i as far back as i can remember any of these games where it's like you can be good or bad or whatever like um you know, you just have these choices to make. I feel like I always, a hundred percent of the time, make the good person choices. Like, uh, you know, in Fable, I was always the good guy, and in the Bioshock, in Bioshock, I saved all the little sisters, and um, just every game, like I'll take on like whatever I need to be good, and I never, you know, in Skyrim and 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 all those games, like I never steal anything or whatever, and it's like. I wonder, you know, infamous, like I'm going the good path, like just the best path that I could possibly take. Like, and I don't know why, like, I feel like, like, I feel like a lot of these games, it's like, you are, you're the hero in the game. And, and that is, I, in, in a lot of games these days, that is, that, that is not the correct word to use because you, it is so fluid and you can branch out in whatever direction you choose or you feel like. Um, but then it's like, at, at the same time, I feel like once you, choose a path like do you not have to stick on that path like if i go good and i'm 50 percent of the way through the game and i'm like i'm gonna be bad now like now i'm just weak because i am not no longer building up to the strongest skills on the good tree or whatever if it's that sort of game but now i'm starting at the bottom from the evil tree and i feel like i feel like the games feel and maybe it's just me but they feel fluid in that you can choose whether you're going to be good or bad but once you choose you are punished if you try to change that. And I feel like, I don't know if I could just run around, like run around just killing everyone and blah, blah, blah. I know. And I, I know with, when I think of like a, a moral compass system, I think of Knights of the Old Republic and I think of Mass Effect. And, and at mm-hmm. least in those two, you just gained points in like different meters. You never, you were never punished. So in the case of like punching the reporter, I would gain like rogue points. Um, and my rogue okay. meter would go up and that would mean certain things where, uh, or mm-hmm. if I did good things, like that meter would go up. And the same thing with, um, um, KOTOR. Um, but it, you know, if you hit a certain level, then, oh, you can use 
force electricity because that's not that's not a Jedi power, um, but you mm-hmm. weren't like you know crippled from doing other stuff. That makes sense, I guess. That's I, and I feel like maybe I'm basing it like mostly on I feel like Fable was very like a scale. Yeah, yeah. And it was like now if I'm gonna do bad stuff, like now I'm just lose like I'm going negative and and am losing out on stuff. But yeah, and I feel like just generally I don't want to be an asshole, whether that's in real life or in a video game. <laughs> but like, is it actually fun or stress relieving to like I'm just gonna kill these people instead of like doing whatever? Like, who knows? I don't because I've never played a game like here's, that. Here's um, here's here's a, a good situation for me. Um, Modern Warfare Two came out, and they had the level no Russian. Are you familiar? Yeah, I think that was Modern Warfare One. Though. Uh, no, it was, it was Modern Warfare Two. Call of Duty, okay. and it doesn't doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. They had no Russian, and then and if you don't know, you are playing a character that is undercover with some Russian terrorists, and you go into a Russian, um, or you go into a airport, a Moscow airport, yeah, yeah. and um, you you are with these guys that are shooting all the civilians, and they're just like shooting up the place and killing as many people as possible. And in the elevator, he's like, well, actually, at the start of the game, you can say like, hey, there's a really like. Do you want to? Because you can choose to skip that mission, yeah, can't you? Because because it real ha- it didn't have any like like major narrative importance. They basically just said like, oh, these are the bad guys. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I uh, when that um, that level started, like, they ran on the elevator, just started shooting people. I didn't pull the trigger for a minute. I was like, huh, this feels a little weird. Like this, like this felt odd and for like a good like 45 mm-hmm. seconds to a minute i wasn't i wasn't doing anything and then i and then i kind of put myself into like okay well what if i was there they'd be like why aren't you shooting anybody what's wrong with you so then like i had to play mm-hmm. the part and i didn't necessarily enjoy it um so there was you know obviously some sort of moral compass kind of spinning around on uh on the dial with that one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you sound you sound so interested mm-hmm no, I, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I feel like that's a good like that's a good point. I don't re- I th- I don't remember how I played that level, um, but uh, I I just feel like it's yeah it's I feel like I want to be more. Um, I just kind of came across came across this question, and I feel like I want to be more aware of when games give you those choices and like why I'm choosing what I'm choosing because I just always default to the good path and. I don't know, like, what am I missing out on in these games that I could, like, you know, storyline-wise, like, what if it's more interesting to go the other way or whatever? Um, maybe I should give that a shot in the next game that allows it, me to do so. Give it a so. shot. Well, you, uh, in the next game that allows you to do that, you should do it and let us know on the next episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't have a system like that, and that's probably all I'll play until next it's week. Time so. to get a new game. As always, you can find us on geekscape.net, on Twitter, at Geekscape Games. I am at Shin O'Hare on Twitter, the Shin O'Hare on Instagram, SS Chicken on gaming platforms, Walter Chips, pound 1725 on Battle.net. Started picking up, it's a started lot of picking things. up World of Warcraft. Play with my girlfriend. Oh shit. So, yeah. Well, I, I think I did you tell me about this? Maybe. Maybe. So But you guys are only playing when you're together? Uh was that you? No. But it's like Okay, that was someone um, else. she I'm moving a character over to her server and she's like um, do you remember Chesty Melons? Of it, course, how could I forget? Chet, I brought her back, but I I'm so <laughs> lost. So we're gonna we're gonna. Is that like like that character still exists, and you were able to pick that character yep. up again? Chesty Melons. When is the last time you played that uh, character? I think it was like 
2000, like, oh God, the last time the character got created like 2006, but the last time I played it was, um, 2014 when I installed it to get that email that the guy sent me from that story that I told Juan. <laughs> so to read on yeah, the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, read it on the show, but. We'll tell that later, but uh, yeah, uh, Walter Chips uh, pound seventeen twenty five on Battle.net. Um, let's play some Overwatch. Uh, let's let's get ranked. I, uh, I wish they would release World of Warcraft on consoles. Just, but I am <laughs> at T Cranavelt on Twitter, and I am Captain K seventeen across gaming platforms. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next video. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh wait, no shit. Hold on, I got a uh, I got a funny story. I got a quick funny story. This is this is a bonus story. You ready for a bonus story? I'm ready. So uh, my buddy Grant um, um, was at his house, and his roommate was playing PUBG on the Xbox. And the, he walks over and takes his headset off and hands it to Grant. And he's like, hey, here. And he's like, what? I don't want to fucking play. He's like, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. He's like, what? And he puts the phone on, uh, headset on, and it's, a, it's this guy that, that used to DJ in Alaska that moved to London. And he was like, he's like, Grant? He's like, yeah. It's like, hey, it's DJ Ross. He's like, what the fuck? He was playing PUBG. Notice that Grant's... Ru- they just randomly got in the same PUBG match? Notice that Grant's roommate's username had 907 in his name, which is our area code. We have one area code for Alaska. And he's like, hey, 907, are you in Alaska? He's like, yeah. He's like, hey, do you know Grant Elliott, DJ Gray? And he's like, yeah, he's my roommate. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so that was... Uh, yeah, what how the what that's like that's like broken remember that broken wing story? That's like way better than that. Way better than that. <laughs> that is yeah. unbelievable. How's that possible? It's worlds apart, man. Worlds apart. So Alright, we'll see now we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>